I'll add it to the list. I'll add it to the <laughs> <laughs> Everybody enjoyed that. Welcome to all. Oh, recording! I really. Oh, we're recording now. I'll add it to the Twizzler. Yeah, healthy growled is how I felt about that too. Healthy growl. Uh, And and honestly, it's probably we haven't put the music in it yet, but that probably part's not even going to be in it. So you Uh, know know what the guy sounds like. But uh, yeah, this is all added to the list, and um, welcome to. Uh, my choice in song for this day and age. I'm Tyler. I'm Cynthia. And I'm Brian. Okay, and Brian. Today we're going to talk about... Yeah, what today is this? Today is post-rock day. Post-rock day. Post-rock day! Hey, hey well, so, you know, just, just to be clear, the YouTube comments section had a lot to say about what kind of music this is. I, I yeah, no, it's, it's entitled <laughs> yep. fucking post-rock, post-metal sludge stoner guys but we are going over mouth of the architect their song hate and heartache Ouchie. Uh, okay yeah of all of the songs that i listened to this one only had uh, eighty nine thousand views they're not a big band uh <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I picked that up yeah um so if anybody knows of them which i hope so because they're amazing uh, but Mouth of the Artec- it, Architect is a, um, I'm going to say, this is my words for it, a post-rock, post-metal sludge band out of Dayton, Ohio. And um, this is a song that's off of the album Quietly, which is their third studio album that came out July 22nd of 2008. And I picked this song because this has one of my absolute favorite samples in it. In the beginning, it's. It, I mean, give me a percentage of, like how this was a this was the the pivot point to get why you picked this song. Percentage, like, yeah. So this much, sample, how much of the sample was why you picked the song? Right. The sample is forty percent why I picked the song because the song okay. is all about the the content of the the sample. Right. Yeah, right? but the sample hits the way it comes with the yeah. where the way the sample's placed in the song. And the way it ends with when the song really kind of like comes in, yeah, um, it's it's fucking powerful. Um, do you want to get? Can we, can we read the sample? Um, yeah, yeah, or or at least explain it. Yeah, I, I guess. Uh... I mean, well, it's it's from a movie. Um, it's a film called the net or network. Yeah, the network. It's from network. Howard, net- Howard Bale's <laughs> famous famous speech. Yeah, and he won an Oscar for it. Um, but it's basically about people being glued to um, technology, um, entertainment, uh, and I guess items of, uh, what's the word for it? Ease of use? 
uh, yeah. So what, what was it back modern, in like the fifties? Modern luxury. Yeah, fifties, sixties. Um, so I, I don't I don't know. I assumed that that um, that you would be so going it, over some of that. The but. referencing TVs and, and microwaves. So here I'll, I'll actually I'll say the whole. What about gamma rays? <laughs> <laughs> Ignore that. That was stupid. <laughs> not worth it. <laughs> what are you trying to be, the Incredible Hulk over here? No, we were watching this uh, show on the Skinwalker Ranch, and they were like, "Check out the gamma rays. That's like way better than the microwave." Here on here on Homestead too. <laughs> here here on the ranch on Hulu, it's garbage. So this this is the excerpt from the 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 film, and this is the sample that's in the beginning. I don't have to tell you that things are bad. Everybody knows things are bad. It's a depression. Everybody's out of work or scared of losing their job. The dollar buys a nickel's work. Banks are going bust. Shopkeepers keep a gun under the counter. Punks are running wild in the street. And there's nobody anywhere who seems to know what to do. And there's no end to it. We know the air is unfit to breathe and our food is unfit to eat. And we sit and watch our TVs while some local newscaster tells us that today we had 15 homicides and 63 violent crimes as if that's a way it's supposed to be. We know things are bad, worse than bad. They're crazy. It's like everything everywhere is going crazy, so we don't have to go out anymore. We sit in the house, and slowly the world we are living in is getting smaller, and all we say is please, at least leave us alone in our living rooms. Let me have my toaster and my TV and my steel belted radials, and I won't say anything. Just leave us alone. Well, I'm not gonna leave you alone. I want you to get mad. And that's when the song just takes off. Oh, Jesus yeah. Well, so um, what is it? You, you have, still have that up. He wants yeah. you to get mad, and he wants you to yell something. And it, basically, we all lie to ourselves. It never changes a thing. We were the eyes and watching lips until itself. God damn me and everything. The trials of hate and heartache are the martyr of my best days. I will destroy it all. Well, so that's the lyrics from the song. That's the lyrics from the song. But the, the, um, the speech goes on, and um, what's the thing at the very end of the lyrics there? What is he, what is he saying at the end of the, the lyrics? I will destroy it all? Mm, that, Are you you're talking about the actual, in, like the, uh, well, the spoken so, word part? So what ends up happening is in the, I watched the clip of the, the speech. I watched the clip of the movie. And he's trying to get people to get up from their seat, go out to the window, and yell out, um, I'm angry and I'm not going to take it anymore. Okay. And I felt like that was in the lyrics towards the end of the song. No. Or there, there, was, some, there was some refrain back to what was, uh, what was inherent in that. No, there was nothing referenced on that. It was just basically... Um, cause as far as that, I never actually watched the video. I always know this from the excerpt from, yep. um, somebody else had used it too as a, um, a yep. piece, but it's always, ever since, ever since I've heard of this band, um, I got to see them live once, which is very odd because they have lineup issues all the time. So there's constantly like a core few of in, in the band. So they're Dillingery. Uh, Worse, like in the fact that they don't play a lot of shows because they are like without a member of some sort because somebody's kind of left. Um, so being able to see them play and seeing the song live and like going into the discography and it just it hits in a different spot for me just for the fact that it just I don't know it's kind of relevant to today with 
when COVID hit, now things are kind of like... Yeah, absolutely. I feel like times didn't change. It's, times didn't change. And whether this was reference, reference of the, like the 50s or 60s, yeah. Um, with consumer culture and basically was being scared of Russians too is part of that speech. Yeah. Yeah. But, but just being afraid of everything and kind of locking yourself inside that really kind of resonates to what we're dealing with now. And especially with, you know, things being back to normal. Um, yes. There's still a lot of people um, that think it's the end of the world. Yeah. Oh well, yeah. What was that crazy drunk guy saying that, Russia's going to blow us up in a couple of days. That was nuts. Wednesday. Wednesday. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, I don't know. Like the, so the YouTube comments, um, there were two that were relevant, uh, right off the bat. One was, it's kind of scary how that speech is still fully relevant today, which yep. is basically yeah. what you just said. And then another YouTube comment was swans. <laughs> we are all, uh, what is this? We owe all of this to swans, is what they... I would say, they, well... Hey, YouTube comments don't lie. Don't you like That's that true. band? I do like swans. I would yeah. say this is a different realm than what swans does, but... I yeah, mean, and, and one of the other comments was, isn't it funny how all of this is about how different this is from all the other things that are like it? <laughs> uh. it, was, it was basically exactly... The comments section was so good in that regard where you're like well this sounds a lot like and i got out of post-rock for a blah 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 and yeah. everybody's got this opinion about it you're the like, hardcore post-rock guys are really fucking annoying and egotistical and especially to like any of the guys in like sort of local or bands yeah post-rock picky fucking, yeah 80 80 percent of them are assholes don't I know it? <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding, honey. You're only kind of. But um, no. I mean, I'm not going to get into members because really the rotations they're going to change out as you. They're going to change out, but I do respect the hell out of um. Basically, if there's four vocalists in the band, so they can add a lot of like yelling layers and things like that, and really make the vocals kind of push through with a yelling of more of a um, like a group mentality. Yep. Was this recorded with four vocalists yep. all singing that? With different parts. So a lot I'll of the, get to the it. a lot of a lot of the screams would be like two people and then there the, the some of the singing would be a different guitarist or it'd be the two guitarists doing the like the clean vocals together right. and then the keyboardist and then like the bassist doing a lot of the deeper like growls and, and screaming i just felt like all the vocals felt very one-dimensional i was i literally thought it was one person doing it because normally when you have two or three or four people it, there's some variance you don't sound so singular which was kind of bothersome yeah but yeah. the um the mix seemed like it probably had quite a bit of compression on it yeah and when you see so them live you get that was, whole four person kind of thing there was a, uh, uh, it's probably inexpensive studio time. Okay. It just. I actually have the studios written down. Uh, Redwood Recordings and Woodshed Studios in Seattle. Not that it's bad. Just no, that, no, no. That, I like I it. I mean, that if the vocals are compressed enough where you can't tell the variance between four different vocalists, then. But that also might be what they were shooting for. Who knows? Why would you want to have like same range, same. I don't know. Why would I, anybody want to bury their vocals in reverb? But here we are. <laughs> right? It's an artistic choice to suck. Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah. 
and I've been sucking my whole life. <laughs> I intend oh, to keep honey. sucking. No, I, I I absolutely love this song. It's not my favorite song from them, but it really hits home with that um that that spoken word portion um in the beginning. Yeah. Um, I I will say that the uh, the speech at the beginning overshadowed the whole song for me. Yeah, me too. In a sense, yes. Um, yeah. So I I mean I like the idea of. So if you were in a band, whatever designation that band might be, post-rock or otherwise, um, and you had this thing that you thought that was really profound that moved you that you wanted to create something to, I appreciate doing that. I appreciate the, that they they went ahead and did that as a piece to like, uh, to kind of put their own spin or their own feeling or effect with that. I, I get that. Um, yeah. Yeah, the end. Period. The end. Yeah, I, right. I, I think that at least like the later half of the song does kind of drag on a little bit. Yeah. Um, especially too because it kind of it it should fizzle out on that that lower, softer section that kind of comes down, and then they kind of come back in with the heavy stuff. I think yeah. they could have completely cut that the heavy part. Yeah, it seemed like they they tried to make the song longer. It'd be a good thing for like a live show. To like sure. bring that back in to kind of just punch in, but I think for the album it should have just faded out. Yeah, I mean, I, it, um, yeah, I mean, it, it. If I listened to it more, I would like it more. I'm sure, but for me, it was like the part that I really liked was the the first part with the the speech, and then right. even when they came in with the. So the first time I listened, when they came in with the first vocals, I was like, next. I didn't, but uh, <laughs> but I was like I was like the profound, well intentioned, clear part is done, and now right. it's a it's a um, something that I'm not going to be able to understand, mm-hmm. and so that's just frustrating for people that like lyrics. Um, you know, it, if you're a fan of the band and you're a fan of of that particular style, you get better at listening to that, you know, over time and and, and all that. So I get picky with screams too, and it's got to be. I like the screams from them because it's kind of you, you can't understand what the fuck they're saying, but it's at a good tone where it's at like a nice deep tone, and then they kind of have this. It's not ear piercing, yeah. No, it's not ear piercing. It's kind of buried in the mix too, where it's not like super. I'll add it to the mix. Yeah, I'll add it to the mix. Fuck mixing. I don't know when you start off so strong with so such powerful words, and then like, like the band was there, the drummer, excellent, so good. The vocalist, like, it just didn't carry it on. But a lot of that music isn't supposed to be meant to carry on. It is more of a music. It's like putting words to, like, instrumental stuff. Like, those that like animals as leaders connect with the music because the music's technical and it makes them feel something, but there's no words to it. So it's basically taking something that has talented musicians and adding words to it. They just don't, they're just not, like, good singers, or they just have, like, just a. It's a texture thing, right? Do the than words a, to get, or do the you know the words to get them out there, and then yeah, it's a texture thing, not a flavor thing. Yeah, not okay. a flavor flavor thing. You know, it's it's a percussive instrument, right? <laughs> yeah, right. Boy. absolutely. Um, yeah. So yeah. I, I get that. Yeah. I I still I mean, um, now that you say animals as leaders, I guess they have a new album out, so I'm going to check that out. And I'm then, not. And then uh, and then I'm going to make you listen to it. <clears throat> no, because he brought it up. Uh-huh. I hate the. I really don't like Deedle D movie music. Oh, well, whatever. It likes you. Deedle D. Deedle D. <laughs> Deedle D. Deedle D. Yeah. So this, what? Um. Which is not for What me. did you? What did you? Uh, what did you rate this, Brian? I rated this an eight point seven. What? Uh, what did you rate this? A three point four. 
I'm going to go with a solid five point. Well, so it's it's hard because I really do like the beginning part so much that I would probably rate it higher than, uh, right, than I should. Right, that's why I got three points. Uh, let's go with <laughs> 6.64. Three, two. I've definitely realized... 6.6432. Brian is the Paula Abdul. Oh, honey, you tried. Here's a couple points here. <laughs> Brian is definitely like Oh, I want to be the Randy plus. Jackson. <laughs> Sorry, no. dog. That's a no from me. Right. <laughs> I don't know what that means because I don't watch TV. I mean, it's... Uh, it's an old enough cultural thing that you should oh, know yeah. American, American Idol bullshit. Paula Abdul is like the nice chick that's like... What was the other guy? Oh, Simon? There's Simon Cowell oh, no, who's was, super harsh. Oh, yeah, mate. Hey, it was absolute shit. Right. Simon Scowl. I'm normally the Simon... <laughs> I feel like I'm the Simon Cowell out of the bunch. And then there's Randy Jackson, which is still... On the negative side, but closer to the middle range. He's um, a happy medium between Paula Abdul and Simon Cowell. All right. That's great. That's a go for That's me, a breakdown. Frog. <laughs> uh, you can tell it's getting late. We're, we're lagging. Yes, we are. Uh, what are lagging. we listening to? We also recorded six episodes of Next night. time, Brian. What's what your next pick, right, Bri, so Bri, Bri? We're going to bring it back to the 90s again. So oh, we're going to do a little primitive radio gods. And I don't think anybody really knows what the fuck the band name is, but they know the song and the song standing outside a broken phone booth with money in my hand. Oh, yeah. Standing outside on a broken phone booth with money in my hand. <laughs> it's not how it goes. Oh, I know. I've been That's that pretty... hot, baby. I've been, oh, that, I've been that, that hot, baby. No Christmas today. No Christmas today. <laughs> no Christmas ever. <laughs> Those are the words. I uh, I can't wait to go through the fucking comment section on that. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> so yeah, that's uh that's my next choice. Awesome. All right. Time, so. All Good right, episode. Everybody. Good episode. I'm Brian. You are Brian. I'm Tyler. Still. I'm Cynthia. Tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Kisses.